I had to be convinced to come over. It's like, okay, I need to go to the doctor, but it doesn't feel like I'm going to the doctor. Amy couldn't have been sweeter, kinder, more honest about, okay, we're gonna get through this. It just feels like home without home, if that makes any sense. You and Amy are doing such a brilliant job of stripping away all of the fluff and getting down to, if you do these core things over time, 80% of the time, you will live longer, healthier, and better. And isn't that the goal that we're all searching for? If you have Waco syndrome, you won't have it here. You know, you're not another number in a patient chart. You know, she knows your name. She, the callbacks that you get are from Amy. They're not from the nurse or an assistant or an assistant's assistant or, you know, something like that. So it's just very personal care and it works. You guys took the time to figure out what had been going wrong. My visits with regular medicine, I was just a number and, you know, 12, 12 minutes and you're out the door. So I'm glad I, I, I came in here by referral to figure out what's really going wrong in my body and how do we fix it. Welcome to another podcast. We're so excited uh, to get this going because we are um, right at a year of doing this and we're mm -hmm. celebrating it this month of August. Um, and so this uh, is a podcast on celebrating uh, the benefits that we've added to the patients. And we thought that this podcast could be a lot about how this vision is integrating into um, and transforming pe people into healthier people. Mm -hmm. And so we, we wanted to kind of highlight that a little bit. Um, starting with this vision, Amy, obviously this is um, all about, you know, medical uh, support and, and helping people to live this high-quality, optimal life. How, how does this work? How are you doing this? <laughs> You and I always had this vision to be able to merge our, you know, our wellness center, our idea of helping people on a uh, path of optimal aging and just health versus dealing with treating sick people, right? And merging in that into my family medicine practice. Oh my God, I just and, thought of this um, when you were yeah. saying that. Uh, back in 06 when dad grabbed us and said, mm -hmm. you're going to integrate these things. Isn't yeah. That funny. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's kind of it was interesting wish, to see how it works. It? Yeah, it's pretty neat. So yeah, you and your mom and I um, started that wellness center, and I we moved from Muncie here, and we started, and I started a practice, and but I think we always wanted us to be in one roof, and really to make that model what healthcare is. Um, and then I heard about the term direct primary care which um, I think we can, we were going to spend a little bit of time explaining that. Um, but that direct primary care model was the perfect model to be able to do this and to say, okay, we're going to. Um, it's like your foundation when you were um, trying to think of how, how does this work? And I know you did all kinds of research for, mm -hmm. I mean, this has been years in the making, right? Uh, before we really kick this thing off. But um, what, what intrigued you about that? You know, a lot of people hear about something called concierge medicine, and this is 
Uh, similar, but it is unique. It's different. And there's actually the term direct primary care, which um, it was it, evol- it evolved around 2007, but Harrison Bliss is, uh, I love that Dr. name. Dr. Bliss. We did not Dr. forget Bliss. that name after we <laughs> forgot it a couple of times. Yeah, How can you forget that? I know. Um, he actually is um, quoted to be kind of the father of this whole concept. And I think it was like 1997 when he Start, decided he wanted to um, change his practice and, and really kind of step outside of the insurance model. And, and what he said is his goal was to establish a practice that would provide quality care at a predetermined cost so patients know what to expect because obviously there are so well, many hidden novel. costs in the healthcare system. And he also wanted to um, have a smaller panel and have more personalized care. And so that was kind of the birth of this whole model of direct primary care. Um, I love it. He said, cultivate a culture of care and service versus a business model. And unfortunately, we all know healthcare has definitely become a business, right? And um, that's very pervading in a lot of um, the avenues of healthcare today. Um, don't need to have a bunch of sick patients or sick patients to make the model work. <laughs> and then he said we wanted to stop rewarding over-treatment, over-diagnosis, over-evaluation, and over-pricing, which goes back to this whole fee-for-service model, which right now that's how the healthcare system works, right? You get paid when you see a patient, and usually that's a sick patient. <laughs> it's moving um, away from that, but it's moving at a very mm-hmm. slow pace, right? Yeah, you just so, jumped out and said, let's just get it going, right? That was two years ago, three years ago, maybe. And you were like, I want to get closer to my patients. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And you get rid of the insurance company and the health system um, so that the it's just the doctor and the patient mm-hmm. working together. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it when you said that um, right out of the gate. And the direct primary care model was, yeah, just was your initial great. foundation. You're like, here it is. Here's the model that we can build off. And of. there are so many, there are a lot of practices. I mean, this is a growing trend. I think we looked, there's 1600 uh, practices now in the country in 48 states. Um, when you look at thousand patients mm-hmm, and right our patients for. are just the beginning edge of look, right. they're just right there at that cutting edge mm-hmm. of yeah. what this is going to look like in the future. We love to say this is true healthcare in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what we did, I think as you mentioned, we kind of stepped beyond because a typical direct primary care practice, um, they patients pay a membership fee per month, right? So it's a monthly membership. And then you get your annual physical and any type of acute care, um, direct access, um, same day, next day appointments. Um, it's a small panel, so you directly... Um, basically talk with your doctor or, you know, the nurse or the staff or you. Um, We went a step beyond and we build in this whole um, coaching and we call it holistic primary care. Because we had our wellness center since 07. Yeah, and so we've integrated that with our four pillars, the breathing, move, sleep. And you're calling that holistic primary care. I am calling that holistic primary care. A little Mm -hmm. different. It's unique. Yeah, and it's we do touch bases every four months, which is also unique. And those are your wellness checks. And then we come up with a personalized plan, a health focus, and the patients then, um, you know, take that four months to work on whatever their health focus is. And that's using you as a coach to really help integrate that plan. Which means instead of just giving them a printout and saying, here's your lifestyle recommendations, go do them. Right. Right. Um, I get to call them up 
and chat with them and say, what does this mean? And what of all these things that Amy wants you to do from a lifestyle change um, that's going to positively impact your life, move you in the direction of optimal living, do you want to work on today? Mm-hmm. Right. And then we usually work on it for um, a month or two. And then we check in again until it's time for you to meet mm-hmm. with them. And I, I think that accountability factor, I mean, we all need it. It's hard. Life is, um, you know, they leave our office and they have jobs and they have families and, you know, things happen. And so I think it's just so great that they do have that accountability factor. But also we've built in so many different uh, modules and patient education materials from YouTube videos to um, workout videos, recipes, cooking videos, um, and and it just depends. Everybody's focus and health plan is different, and we have all the range of ages from newborn to in their nineties, and so everybody's have their own goals and health focus, and it's really again focusing on optimal aging, optimal health, optimal functioning of our body. Um, instead of just reactive care and sick care and dealing with disease and a pill for every ill. I think the one thing that does excite me is um, we're, we're building the knowledge of the patients that we have on board. And so whether it be them working with you and you're, you're building medical knowledge on, hey, here's this and um, this is a condition or these are your symptoms. Let's try to figure out what exactly is going on with you. And then when you do, then you're like, these are the things out of your almost 30 years uh, as a doctor that I know can kind of help move you out of where you're at into a better place. And then I do the same thing on the coaching piece with the lifestyle, right? And then you've coined it breathe, eat, move, sleep, or breathe is really stress. As Americans, I mean, I think everybody in the world probably has stress to some level. And my job is to build their knowledge across those four pillars and then give them an experience um, that says, when I do this this way, I feel this way. And when I do that, then I feel that way and I want to feel this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so now there's an empowerment um, element for change based off of knowledge and an experience. And then it's just been interesting to watch. Right. How that works how that works for people. Some mm-hmm. people just, I tell them what to do and they go do it. That's a very few, just like a handful of people. But every time when they implement stuff, it creates change. I mean, positive change, right? And then others might say, you know, Eric, I haven't done anything since the last time we talked. And I was like, that's fine. I mean, right? That's what happens. And some, here we are a year later, but a lot of people are like, God, I'm glad you stayed with me over this year because now I'm in a different place. Where the first couple of times they'd be like, you know, I didn't do anything. You're like, okay, well, fine. What's going on? You're right. I mean, so we talk about life stuff and 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 how to how to then create a tiny little experience of positive change, right? And so there's some really, I think, fun things that we're able to do together. Um, you said rad, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, reliable, available, and doable, and we do make things doable for people. So. I think just being on this journey together as well, every week we have our weekly breath and it's just, um, so sometimes it is literally spinning, doing a two minute Which breath is a video together. for those that don't know. It's, a, it's yeah, our, it's, it's our a weekly video to weekly people. Weekly video and we'll, it's like an email too that we throw in health tips and healthy living and each week of the month we go over one of our pillars. So um, we do the breathing, move, sleep each week and I think just that alone, it's like this you know, being there together, gentle reminders, um, little pearls that help this be more doable, this 
this uh, healthy living, living and um, yeah. So I think that also because I noticed, you know, in my old world, <laughs> in my old practice, people would be nervous to come to the doctor. They would dread the white it. White coat syndrome. They would, <laughs> and then they would um, feel like yeah, like they had failed or. You know, oh, yeah, I saw you a year ago or six months ago, and then I didn't get my cholesterol down, or I didn't make any changes, or I did well for a couple months, and then I, here I am again. And, and that's the thing. It's like I think these frequent touch bases as well make such a difference in helping people just, again, stay on this path. And, I mean, we all veer off, but it's like, okay, come on back in. And it gets easier and easier the more you practice. The one thing that does intrigue me, and of course, we talked initially about you moving from the traditional medicine model, medical Mm -hmm. model, into this direct primary care model, and then into this holistic primary care model, which makes you very, makes us kind of niche a little unique, um, that people um, from that are are able to, uh, your point, um, over time, realize a real change, right? I mean, that they're... Um, they're at a point where they are um, experiencing it, seeing it, living it, and uh, it takes longer, more time than I think than what they originally thought, mm-hmm. right? And and so I think that's the other thing that makes us a bit unique, is that we are kind of with people through through the life changes that um, ultimately are going to create that positive impact. Um, what, what are some other examples that uh, you've seen on the medical side in a short period of time that maybe would have been difficult in uh, just traditional medicine? I think an e- a good way to go through this is, is looking at, again, I think the direct primary care model has really allowed us to, to do this, to um, serve patients in a way that we knew, I knew, um, I wanted to, but there were so many hurdles and um, things beyond my control that I couldn't do in my prior practice. Um, And there are five key tenets that they talk about, and it's number one is service, number two is patient choice, three, elimination of fee-for-service, four, advocacy, and five, stewardship. So I thought I'd maybe kind of go through each of these a little because I think when I discovered this model, um, I realized, you know, I've been doing this and to some extent this direct primary care model but I had you know over 2,500 patients probably pushing 3,000 and I just I was burning myself out because I was trying to be there and be this direct primary care doctor in the traditional model and and it was just not sustainable right. um, so number one service you know the one of the big hallmarks of this direct primary care model is adequate time spent between the, the patient and the physician. I love this. It said, um, unfettered access to care, unhurried interactions, frequent discussions to assess lifestyle choices and treatment decisions aimed at long-term health and well-being. And I think that the time factor for both me and patients uh, has been life-altering um, for both of us. It's helped me with my um, just my own ability to dive in and give better care, have time to research. Um, I don't just, I, I see every patient at least an hour. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Um, and follow-ups are at least 30 minutes. And so, you know, doing, having time to spend with the patients. And then afterward, I also have more time because in a day, I maybe see five at a busy day, 10 people. 
you know, in a busy day, I may see 10, but on average, what, five or six patients in a day. So I have so much more time, um, even in between patients, to research and really advocate for the patients. And, um, and I have a lot more time to squeeze patients in when they need to be seen. But I think that the time factor is phenomenal. Patients don't feel rushed. They have more than 10 minutes to be to go over their issues. And you know what? I learned so much more. I have patients that followed me that, you know, there were so many factors in their life or their history that I didn't even know because I never had time to learn. And so now I understand their likes and dislikes and their challenges and their history and their family history and um, their genetics. And so it's really amazing. Um, number two, when it mentions patient choice, patients are fully involved in making their own medical and financial choices and have the right to transparent pricing, access, and availability. And I think that's the big thing, too. You know, everybody's got these big high deductibles right now. It's just the way medicine is. And so um, we have upfront, you know, every month, this is your bill. And then you can come and see us and talk to us and there's no hidden prices. We don't have a sign that says, see cashier on the way <laughs> right, out. Right. There is no, no exchange No ever. further exchange of money unless they buy unless like a supplement. supplements or, or, yeah. um, and, and I think also just we really spend time helping them look at prices of imaging and labs and shop around. And that's been really enlightening to people, too. It's definitely the, at the end of the on the pricing piece at the end of a year, um, and we've brought on hundreds of people. Um, I think we've there's only been like three people that have actually left in mm -hmm. a whole year. So it's mm -hmm. the it's it's a good pricing, obviously. And I mean, we're really we're we're busy. We're getting we have a waiting list, right? Um, so I think you know this whole model. There are direct primary care physicians. Maybe not all of them are doing the holistic primary care, but there are direct primary care physicians, like I said, in 48 states, and there's something, dpcfrontier.com, I believe. And you can search your state or your city and find physicians that are following this same type of model and philosophy. Um, and, now, and our next podcast after this one um, in a couple of weeks or so is going to be focused on the benefits to the provider in mm -hmm. the house. So we're going to dive into that mm -hmm. a little bit more, too. Um, number three, they mentioned elimination of fee-for-service. These incentives distort healthcare decision-making by rewarding volume over value, and that is uh, so true. In the old model, in this fee-for-service model, you get paid every time you see a patient in the office, right? And so the more you see, the more you pay. The sicker the patient is, the more you get paid. Um, so, you know, it's just, again, eliminating that, and, and it takes away that hurdle of people being hesitant to come in because they don't want to pay an extra copay. Um, people, you know, not having time. Well, we, we do a lot of phone visits and follow-ups. It's wonderful. Or video visits. You do your coaching right. video and Zoom. So people don't have to leave work, take off work, lose money, um, be inconvenienced. So that's that's and one amazing. clarification on the fee for service the the new term is value based contracting and this is driven by our government centers for Medicare and Medicaid services uh, we, they've been trying to do this uh, even some of the other insurance companies for I don't know four or five years now and it, it's it's moving in a very slow direction mm -hmm. so the beauty of this is you left that model uh, open to practice and a year later the impact you've had uh, with with patients is unbelievable. And the rate at which it's uh, the current uh, healthcare uh, system is moving into value-based contracting, it will probably be another 20 years. 
mm-hmm. before they even, at the rate at which they're going, even get to close to, get to what we're doing right now in one year. Mm-hmm. Well, less than a year. Mm-hmm. Immediately. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Another uh, DPC providers are committed advocates. They have time to make informed, appropriate referrals and support patient needs. And, you know, that is so true. I... Um, I have time to even call specialists. I mean, I have numerous examples of I had a patient who had an ankle sprain and then it wasn't healing. We had to do imaging, actually showed something called an avulsion fracture. So the tendon pulled a little piece of bone off. And so I was really worried. I was like, oh, I don't know if this needs to be seen by an ortho. Called the ortho over the phone. The ortho looked at the images, said, nope, you just keep doing what you're doing. Keep them in the boot. I saved the patient a referral and money. Um, it's just been numerous times. I mean, I have a lot of uh, physicians, too, that let me maybe text a picture of a mole or, you know, whatever, a rash. And so it's just awesome that, you know, we have time. Before, I didn't have time. And I feel like, you know, I do less referrals. Um, in the in the fee-for-service world, you're so busy. If you're seeing 20 to 50 or 60 people, you don't have time in that 10 or 15 minutes to manage hardly anything. So what do you do? You refer them all to different specialists. So many patients have four or five different specialists, which in a, in a normal world, primary care should be able to manage 85 to 90% of, we're trained to manage 85 to 90% of medical conditions, but that doesn't happen. The last tenet is stewardship. And I love this because direct primary care providers believe that healthcare must provide more value to the patient well, I like in that. the system. The ultimate goal is health and well-being, not simply the treatment of disease. And, you know, our, our medical model and our medical system's awesome for acute care and hospital care. And, I mean, we do an amazing job. But we, we're just so focused on uh, diagnose and treat disease, right, a pill for every ill, instead of standing back like we talk about and really focusing in on health care. That's why I went into medicine. I wanted to help people stay healthy. And um, so now I get to do that with this model, and it's been phenomenal just the journey and the testimonies and just watching people. It's not just been medical diseases we've helped them with. We've helped them emotionally, and um, so it's, it's been amazing. Don't yeah, no, I, I agree. And so we're, we're excited about all the benefits for the, the patients and, and this opportunity to um, afford this to the ones we have on board and hopefully a lot more down the road as well. So we hope you gained a lot from this, guys. Uh, wishing you a wonderful day. Take care.